Phoenix Sports Podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. You know me, it's your girl. I'm Michaela Perkins. We got Damon Dog behind the Mac. He will be making his bubble dog appearance at some point in the show. But it's not just any Friday, as we all know. It is Flavoring Friday. I want to give a huge shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OG's is not your average cannabis-infused gummy. They absolutely knock it out of the park when it comes to the flavors and the effects of their gummies are a total slam dunk, too. Head on over to OG'sBrands.com to see their full lineup and Make sure to check out their two newest gummies, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's, and find out where you can purchase. What's up, everybody in the chat? I'm so glad you're here because I have a secret to tell you in a second, but I wanted to say hi to Charles, Elizabeth, Andrew, Chris, Daniel, all the squad. What is up? If you're in the chat, say hi, say hello. I have a little bit of a secret for you guys. So I wanted to try something new. As you all know, if you have been with me from the beginning, I obviously appreciate you so much. But this show has gone through a couple iterations of different things, different co-hosts. I have been the only constant, which I am very grateful for. Um, but in this new iteration, I'm doing it by myself, which is a little scary. I'm not going to lie, but I have been enjoying it. I since it's my show, I can do whatever I want, um, which is scary to many people in this building. But <laughs> so far, it hasn't been tragic. But because it's my show, I wanted to have a little bit of a town hall and include you guys in the show and in this conversation and kind of let you guys dictate what it is we talk about today and do this town hall style. If you don't know, I come from a sports radio background. My first job in the industry was at a radio station here in the Valley. I used to co-host a show with Luke Lipinski, which was so much fun. But in sports radio, people can call in and like talk with the hosts, give their opinions, all that kind of stuff. And honestly, I kind of miss that element of like having a show and like doing sports talk. So I wanted to figure out a way to include you all in the show. And obviously, since you guys can't call in because this isn't a radio station, we're going to have to use the chat. But I'm excited to try this new format and see how it goes and have you guys participate through using the chat. I am going to ask you guys what you want to talk about, what you have grievances about, air it all out, drop it in the chat, ask me your questions. If you have a question, if you have a topic, if you have a grievance you want to talk about, I mean, listen, like the Suns just played the Mavericks yesterday. So I'm sure there are some Suns fans in the chat, hopefully that might want to vent a little bit about the Suns, unfortunately not being able to beat the Mavs, but drop it in the chat. Let me know, ask a question, make a statement. We'll talk it, we'll dissect it. It's all about what you guys want to talk about today. So go ahead and drop those in the chat right now. But before we get into <laughs> the topics that we're going to talk about, there is a one thing, just one thing that I had planned because this is taking over the internet and I would be doing you all a disservice, an utter disservice if we did not talk about what is happening in the world of baseball right now. In case you have missed it, fanatics has been in charge of making baseball uniforms. And this is what has resulted from the absolute tragedy of Fanatics making baseball uniforms. The pants are see-through, you guys. Utterly and completely see-through. These pictures are the most like G-rated version of what has been shown on the internet. I'm sure you all can use your imaginations to figure out the more X-rated version of what these images would be like considering the pants are see-through so i'm going to let you all use your imagination as to the x-rated versions of what has been leaked on the internet right now um i would get demonetized and probably kicked off this network if i showed you the bat and balls situation in the pants <laughs> so i'm not going to show you that but it's all over the internet you would be able to find it pretty easily and I am flabbergasted. Like, I am beside myself that this is actually happening. 
at first I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way the pants are see-through. There's no way that like, if they are see-through, they're not going to immediately fix it and like not post pictures of the players in these uniforms or send them out to the public to be like stretching and bending over in public. I was wrong, but because nothing has been said, Fanatics hasn't addressed it. MLB hasn't addressed it. None of the teams have addressed it. Like, I am sure now that this is like all a marketing ploy to get us to be like interested in baseball. Like I can just imagine like a marketing team going to Major League Baseball and saying, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Views are down. Ratings are down. We have to figure out how to get people to be interested in baseball and to watch baseball. How about see-through pants? (laughs) Like that is the only thing that I can think of of why this would be happening and why nobody has said anything like it is all over the internet and no one has said a word fanatics mlb teams nobody it's like we all know what's happening and like we all have this inside joke with one another and everyone's just like content to let us have this inside joke it is wild to me that this is what's happening right now it's all people can talk about in baseball like nobody cares that pitchers and catchers have reported that games are about to start like or have started like no one can talk about anything other than see-through pants so congrats i guess to fanatics if that was the goal of this entire thing was to get people to talk about their brand because it's working it's pretty negative but it's working um it's just so crazy to me and i have enjoyed every second of it i'm not even gonna lie i think it's hilarious but hopefully they can get some non-see-through pants at some point. <laughs> hopefully Fanatics is just like running the factories ragged right now, trying to make the pants that they need. It is bizarre. It is. I had never in my 27 years of life thought that I would be talking about bats and balls visible to the general public. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's where we're at as a society. So fingers crossed they get some non-see-through pants before the season starts. Want to give a shout out to our friends at Game Time, of course, before we get into our town hall part of this episode. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. They have the best, lowest prices on tickets guaranteed. And our Game Time game of the week is the Lakers versus Suns game this Uh, is that tomorrow (laughs) i can't read the date it is coming up i think it's either tomorrow or it's sunday yeah that's what i thought it's sunday the lakers are coming into town and listen the lebron james tax is a real thing whenever lebron james steps on a court they seem to think that people want to see him play basketball why i could not possibly tell you because he's old and decrepit and belongs in a nursing home (laughs) sorry to all the la fans in my comments that i know are about to yell at me but the lebron james tax is real it drives ticket prices up but thanks to game time If you, for whatever godforsaken reason, have an interest in watching LeBron James play basketball, you can do so for less by using the Game Time app and heading over there right now. Normally, tickets for NBA games when LeBron James are involved are well over $250, but you can get tickets for as low as $190 right now on the Game Time app. All you have to do is download the Game Time app, enter promo code PHNX, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, make sure to download that Game Time app, use promo code PHNX, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase order shout out to game time lowest prices on tickets always guaranteed <laughs> all right so let's see how mad the uh la sports fans in the comments get bc already starting it off lebron at 40 greater than any son at every age ever see that's kind of crazy to me because like right now if you were to say Okay, you can either build a team around LeBron James or you can build a team around Devin Booker. I'm taking Devin Booker 10 out of 10 times. Like, LeBron James is past his prime. Sorry, but I think Devin Booker is better than LeBron James right now. Easily. What? Easily, he is. Easily. So, I don't know if I think that statement's true because I think Devin Booker is... is too. Better than LeBron. Okay, I would go as far as to say Katie's better than LeBron too. I mean, it's not really a knock. LeBron is forty years old. Like, yeah, what a career! Probably the goat. Uh, he's thirty nine technically. He's averaging twenty four point eight points per game, seven rebounds, and almost eight assists. 
really good stats, but the Lakers just aren't that great of a team, and he's shooting a lot worse than he typically does. So yeah, um, I'm. I mean, I'm, I would rather have KD or Devin Booker if it was win a championship. Yeah, if absolutely. That's the goal. I mean, if it's just like pick a player right now that you think is better, I think Devin Booker is better. But if you factor building in a team around someone, I think absolutely you build a team around Devin Booker before you build a team around LeBron. I have an intern here at PHNX, unfortunately, who's from California and is a LA sports fan. And he and I actually were talking about this yesterday. Um, He thinks that the Lakers are about to enter their dark days because he doesn't think AD is going to be around for much longer. LeBron is obviously ancient and should be in a wheelchair probably (laughs) rolling around or a walker or a cane or something um so he is a little nervous for the next era of la basketball but this is not an la podcast and the only time i will ever talk about la teams is to shit on them (laughs) sorry everyone in the comments um but that's what it is welcome to the phoenix sports podcast if you don't know now you know that was pretty G. That was like one of the best things I've ever said on this podcast. All right. Scroll up for me, Damon Dog. Let's go through the comments and see what people want to talk about. Don't forget, this is a town hall. So drop your questions in the chat right now. Drop your comments in the chat right now. Drop your grievances, your anything you want to talk about. We're going to talk about. Um, you can scroll up a little bit further. Oh, down. Okay. Daniel said, uh, Ken Kendrick sucks. Discuss. Oh boy, this one's tough because I have some mixed emotions when it comes to the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, obviously, he did what he said he would do this offseason and opened up the, the bank. Daddy Warbucks was like, here you go. Go sign some players, go get some help. And they brought in all the pieces that they need to shore up what they were lacking in the postseason last year. So very grateful that Ken Kendrick was willing to spend money. This is the highest spending offseason the Diamondbacks have had in franchise history. Okay, so they've spent some cash. However, if you missed it during spring training a couple days ago, Ken Kendrick, for whatever reason, thought it was a great idea to get up in front of the media and immediately start his press conference with, the talk of the new arena that the Diamondbacks need and potential relocation and made some like weird remarks, like some snide, like veiled, thinly veiled comments about the fact that there are other cities that would covet having an MLB team. And even though that's the case and there are city A, B, C, and D that would really love to have a MLB team, we're not moving. But like, that was what was implied with the comments that he was making. Um, it didn't go over well with Diamondbacks fans, to say the least, because read the room, Ken Kendrick. The Diamondbacks just won the National League. Like, we should be talking about nothing other than the fact that this is the reigning National League champions and what we're going to do to get back to reclaim that title. But instead, he decided to talk about the potential of relocating the team, which I think is a bizarre move. Not a great one. Probably should have talked to his PR team before he decided to open his mouth. Um, And it sent Diamondbacks fans into a little bit of a tizzy, which I don't really blame them because for the most part, especially at the back half of the season, the Diamondbacks fans did what the Diamondbacks fans needed to do. Like every single game of the playoffs was sold out, despite the fact that Philly fans wanted to try to shit on us and say, you guys can't sell out a playoff game. Shut up, Philly. Um, they did what they needed to do. They showed up for this team. They supported this entire city rallied around the Diamondbacks when they were in the playoffs. There were billboards that were up. Like there were people that were like, it was a huge thing on social. Like this whole city really rallied around the team. And so it seemed like a little bit of a slap in the face for Ken Kendrick to, instead of taking that momentum positively and continuing into this new season, he was like, just don't forget that there are other teams, there are other cities out there that would love to have an MLB team. Like, Ken, really? Can we not? Let's not start the season off on that wrong foot. Um, so I totally understand why Diamondbacks fans are a little pissed off at Ken Hendrick. I get it. I'm a little annoyed too that that's how he started the season, especially considering that we're currently dealing with another team that is dealing with relocation rumors. Listen, enough is enough with relocation. Like I can handle one team spiraling down the relocation possibility rumor train. I cannot handle two. I will cry myself to sleep at night if I now have to worry about the possibility of the Diamondbacks relocating at any point in the near future. It will send me into a tizzy. So Let's not have to think about that, okay? Um, That is my thoughts on Ken Kendrick. Feel free to rant about him in the comments as well. 
Um, yeah, Charles Waddle Pike saying, I already have to deal with one Arizona team constantly being the subject of relocation talk. Knock it off, Kendrick. Exactly my thoughts. All right, Damon, let's scroll back up and find some more things that people would like to talk about. Don't forget to drop your questions in the chat or any other subjects of discussion that you would like to talk about. Keep on going. We're scrolling. Nope, keep going up. Uh definitely talk uh oh wait spring training hype yeah we kind of talked about that already d-backs versus rockies in two hours from ocean view coffee shop um that is definitely exciting that the d-backs will be playing their first spring training game of the season it is against the rockies who uh they will also be playing on opening day at chase field on march 28th so we i would get... do anything to be there right now <laughs> yeah. any any michaela anything like i'd commit heinous heinous crimes to leave this office and go wait what did you say heinous crimes <laughs> say it again heinous <laughs> heinous heinous crimes to show up <laughs> At Salt River How? Fields and just watch ball Wait. for nine innings. Pause. How did we get to heinous? Where have you in your ever life have heard the word heinous? I don't know. I, the fact that I'm taking this from you right now is actually so insane. You mispronounced a word last week. Uh, okay, but like heinous is a is a well known word that like people oh my actively God. pronounce. Heinous. I'm not. That is just too good. I'm gonna be saying that from now on. Um. But yes. Anyways, Damon. I agree. I would much rather be sitting my butt on some grass. You know what? I'm finding your <laughs> mistake from last week, and I'm gonna post it on social media and be like, "Did you guys believe this? Can you believe this?" No, but like, come on, Damon. That's like a common English word. <laughs> Heinous grass. And your the word that you used last week was just to be clear, it was not a common word. You can't even remember what it was. No, I can't. But it seemed like it was pretty simple from uh, my memory. Yeah, but like people expect that from me. I don't expect that from you. <laughs> Only one of us cannot know how to pronounce things, and it's me. That title has been taken. Oh my god, that was so funny. Um. Anyways, yes, I would much rather be. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> I would much rather be sitting in the grass with my uh butt in the sands, in the grass, with a beer in my hands, watching some spring training baseball for sure. That sounds absolutely lovely. But the Diamondbacks do take on the Rockies in a couple of hours. It is a preview-ish kind of as much of a spring training game with a bunch of people who probably won't make the opening day roster will be. Um, for opening day, I am interested to see how uh, the Rockies tout out the just sorry excuse for a major league baseball roster that they've got going on they're not very good at baseball the Rockies are not they lost 100 games more than 100 games last season the first time in franchise history they've ever lost more than 100 games um that whole organization is more of a shit show than eh. they're probably on the same level as the Arizona Coyotes <laughs> no no shade to the Coyotes um so I'm imagining that things are going to go well for the Diamondbacks, knock on wood, uh, both in spring training and during the season whenever they play the Rockies, because I'm pretty sure a uh, junior league baseball team could beat the Colorado Rockies at this point. There is uh, not a lot the Rockies have going for them. But either way, spring training is back. Games are back, which is great. I'm not really like a person that likes to like go out to spring training and watch them like work out like there's just no enjoyment that i get out of watching grown men like stretch and like toss a ball back and forth between each other and like field in field practice like take ground ball like i just there's no i don't get any sort of enjoyment out of that so um i'm much more interested in the games part of this and um, i'm excited that games are starting because i would much rather watch a game than watch um, grown man stretch so <laughs> happy that the games are starting for spring training and the weather is so nice I know this sounds stupid but like we've had for some really rainy spring trainings in the past like two years so the fact that it's not rainy and cloudy on disgusting outside is the best thing ever um Charles in the comments asking Yotes question will they ever win a game again Oh boy. Yeah. The Coyotes have lost 10 in a row. They haven't won a game in over 30 days. Um, 
it doesn't look like it, Charles, <laughs> which is so wild because they started the season out so hot. Like there was a point where they were still in playoff contention pretty far into the season. Obviously, now that those hopes have been dashed, considering their last their current streak of losing games, it's bad. Um, I don't even think I can like diagnose the problem either. It just seems like there's so many problems that are conglomerating into the fact that they just like aren't good and a lot is going wrong, like a lot for the Coyotes off the ice and on the ice. Um, yeah, they just like they they can't get out of their own way. They um, go down early. They can't get back. They have hardly any defense happening for them their turnovers are bad they're not winning face-offs uh 11 in a row they've lost 11 in a row excuse me i, I stopped counting after 10 um <laughs> which is the record for the longest winless streak in arizona the the record for the longest losing streak in arizona is 15 so they are four games away from tying the record five away from breaking it do they set a record i don't think so i think that they'll win a game soon here let's pull up the coyote schedule right now um ooh, well <laughs> um actually i might take that back so they play the jets the canadians oof uh the maple leafs again who they lost to by three goals uh on wednesday six to three they play the senators uh so they're going on a canada trip basically they play the jets the canadians the maple leafs the senators and the capitals in their next five Ooh, out of the next five games i think the capitals games is reasonable to win for the coyotes uh definitely not um yeah the the capitals game i think is reasonable for them to win they oh god the senators game is definitely reasonable the canadians games reasonable However, we know that the Coyotes don't do reasonable things ever. Um, it's looking not great, to be honest with you. I think they probably lose to the Jets. They lose to the... Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't look good, you guys. Um, I think they can beat the Senators, and they can... The Senators are the worst team in the league, um, or close to at least. So they could definitely beat the Senators. They could probably beat the Canadians but they have been on such a horrid downward spiral. It's just not. We need to do a new segment called explain hockey to Damon. <laughs> uh, and uh, like you say, the senators are like close to the worst team in the league. Their record is 24, 27 and three, but they're in last place. Yeah. So like, I think it's crazy how hockey your records are really not even that bad. And you're like the worst team in the well, league. Well, the Blackhawks is bad. The Blackhawks are 15 and 39. Yeah, but that's like the old, like, I mean, for example, like the Minnesota Wild are in, are in third to last place in the Central Division, one spot ahead of the Coyotes. Yeah. They're 26, 24, and six. Yeah. Well, like, a lot of it is determined by points too. Yeah. So it's like, it's, well, I mean, it's all determined by points, but like, is that just solely because the OT losses are like kind of like ties? So they don't really count as like a straight loss. They give you a point. So then your record doesn't look as bad yeah. on the back end. Yeah. Because even Cause if you, you get a W, if you win an OT, right? Yes. Yes. But you don't get the full points. You get half points if you win an OT. Okay. So it definitely affects. Um, explain hockey to Damon. Yeah. Explain hockey to Damon. We'll work on that. So we'll see how it goes for the Coyotes. Uh, Montreal or Ottawa is probably their best shot for sure. But they've just been imploding as of recently, and it doesn't seem like they can get out of their own way. So games that they have a reasonable shot at winning, it doesn't seem like they will. So we'll see how it goes for the Yotes. But gosh, that is bad. 11 straight losses. They haven't won a game in over 30 days. Like, I just... I feel for that team, um, they having to deal with not only having just like a bad time on the ice, but also having a bad time off the ice is just miserable. Like, I don't think they probably have um, a good chemistry in the locker room at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's all <laughs> kind of the what the wheels are all falling off the wagon for everybody there. Um, at least when the relocation rumors were happening, they were doing so well on the ice earlier in the season that it kind of made 
the relocation rumor is easier to digest and swallow and also to just ignore because they were doing so well, but now they're doing so bad. And then they also have to deal with all this relocation stuff on top of doing so bad. Um, the vibes are on the floor. So sorry, Yotes. Um, hopefully they can get one out. I think they can. I would give them a one in five shot of winning one of those games. So fingers crossed that they can snap that streak. I would really not want to see them break it. Um, even though it would be history, it would just be sad history. And I don't want to be sad anymore when it comes to the Coyotes, even though that seems like the only option of emotion allowed when it comes to the Arizona Coyotes. However, the Coyotes might be sad, but you know what's not sad? NASCAR is not sad. NASCAR is actually pretty freaking sweet. And you have a chance to witness the sweetness for yourself this coming month in March, March 8th through the 10th, there is going to be NASCAR in the Valley. It is going to be an absolute electric factory out in Tullison. Um, the Australia Mountains are right there at the track out there in Tullison, and it is a gorgeous track. And there has been no better of an opportunity for you to get into NASCAR if you've never seen a race before or if you're a NASCAR pro to grab some tickets right now. Make sure you head on over to check out the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway March 8th through the 10th. They have an incredible track. Like I said, the scenery is beautiful. The infield experience is absolutely insane. But even if you don't have infield tickets, just game day raceway game day race day atmosphere is electric the the scenes the vibes like it's just so cool i've um never been to a nascar event before i've only ever watched it on tv but my family loves nascar they have said nothing but amazing things i have friends that have gone to races and i'm finally getting to go this year for the first time i'm going to be there as well so if you want to join me out on the track you can do so get your tickets to the shriners children's 500 at phoenix raceway march 8th through the 10th it is going to be a great weekend for the whole family with good vibes get your reserved grandstand tickets now at phoenix raceway dot com i absolutely love that racetrack i've been out there a couple times to do some from promotional material and to also do a story on the racetrack and it's just awesome i cannot say enough good things about it there the people there are also pretty outstanding as well all right guys give me some more stuff in the comments to talk about drop some questions drop some discussion topics i did see that someone in the comments commented on the dallas mavericks game last night that the suns unfortunately lost there was something that happened pre-game that i thought was really interesting um we can't show you the footage because we don't own it but the uh suns were coming out to the court last night and dallas maverick fans that were sitting courtside next to where the Suns come out onto the court, thought it would be a great idea to call Kevin Durant a bitch, like to his face as he is running past them to get on the court. Um, KD obviously heard this because they're sitting courtside next to where he just walked out and they yelled at him. So he whips around, finds where the fans are sitting and calls them out. And as he should, because why are you calling Kevin Durant a bitch? First of all, Kevin Durant don't know you like that. Like, don't speak on someone's name like that when you don't even know them like that. Second of all, he's done absolutely nothing to deserve being called that besides just being a really good basketball player. Like, hater energy is insane right there. Um, and he's also not a bitch. Like, I don't know why you would think that you have the audacity why you have the gall to call Kevin Durant that but that's weird energy um when Kevin Durant whips around to go confront them they switch up so fast like they were not expecting Kevin Durant to call them out on their bullshit but he did and you could just see there was a man and a woman and they were both sitting next to each other first of all the woman has her hand out trying to like give Katie a high five or dap him up or something and she won't put her hand down like Katie is actively addressing the situation and confronting them about being rude and she's like <laughs> like give me a high five like that would have sent me if I was Kevin Durant I would have gone I would have seen red like get your hand out you just call me a bitch i'm not gonna dap you up the fuck like get your hand away from me and the guy is just standing there like seeing a ghost white faced. he's like it won't happen again like you you can tell he's mouthing like it won't happen again it won't happen again um and then a player personnel person from the suns walks over to like stand next to katie to see what's going on i will say i think can katie handled it beautifully he stuck up for himself he's like why did you just do that like that's not cool let's not berate players but he didn't get them kicked out which 
bigger man than me because I can tell you right now, if that was me and I was about to go play a game and someone yelled at me that I'm a bitch who's sitting courtside, I would have been like, have a nice day. Thanks for paying three grand for these seats. Have fun watching the game from the parking lot. Was this comment? Was this was this part of it? I did see that part of it. What? Where the where the guy was like, I host a podcast, and then Katie walked away. Was that part? Of I don't that know. Same I interaction. I was trying to watch the video to see if I could figure it out because obviously, like, it's the person that said it. I don't think has come forward, and the, the audio is not. You can't hear the audio. Um, but there have people have said in the comments like that is what he said. Like he was saying something about being a podcast host or having a podcast, which. Again, going back to the crazy woman standing next to him trying to get a high five from Katie, the gall and the audacity to then after call Katie a bitch to then say, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? (gasps) What? Like, what world are we living in? Obviously, that's unconfirmed. We don't know if that's what he said or what was said. I do know that he did say it won't happen again because that was very clearly able to be seen from the video he did um, say he did say yeah i host a podcast a sports podcast and katie was that was when katie was like all right bro i'm i'm leaving this conversation bro michaela that's actually how you uh interact with people outside the office all yeah the time. Uh, yeah whenever i hang out with michaela like we'll be out in scottsdale or something and she'll be like walking up to random people being like you know i host a podcast yeah yeah when i'm out i'll be like move the fuck out of my way i host a podcast <laughs> I don't. I really don't. That's so embarrassing. I have secondhand embarrassment for that man for calling Kevin Durant a bitch and then saying, I host a podcast. Be so for real. Like, have some shame. Where is your humility? Like, have a little bit of shame. The the gall and the audacity to even call Katie a bitch as he's walking by you to go do his job. And then when he whips around to call you out on it, you immediately switch up and say, hey, you want to come on my podcast? What's, what's Katie going to do about that? He's going to be like, oh, my God, bro. Oh, my bad. You're yeah. super. You're a super cool guy then. My bad. That's on me. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you were a sports podcaster. I didn't, I didn't know you were like that, dude. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Well, it's OK now. Like. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for that man. And I don't know him. And I. I can't help but cringe inwardly about that entire interaction. Um, But it's just crazy. Like, and it's such a testament to like how people will say anything behind your back when you don't think that you'll get called out on your bullshit. But then when you do, they like switch up so fast and they're like trying to joke with him and dap him up and like talk about being on a podcast. Like, like I said, Kevin Durant is a better person than I am because if that was me, I would have immediately called security over and been like, these people right here. Yeah, they got to go. They called me a bitch. Let, Let them go watch the game from the parking lot. And thank you for paying three grand to sit in these seats. You just wasted all of your money. I am petty like that. And that was would have been how I would have handled that situation. So better man than me. Um, it also the situation kind of brought up the fact that uh, when the Suns played the Mavericks the last time, there was a Suns fan <laughs> who told Luca he needed to get on the treadmill, <laughs> and Luca heard it, and Luca got this fan ejected for telling him that he needs to hit the treadmill to hit the gym. Um, which Luca is a bitch. So I mean, I'm saying that in a very public platform, and I don't really care. Like you can at me all you want, Luca. He doesn't care what I have to say or my opinion about him. But it's just so funny that Luca chose to eject a Suns fan because a Suns fan told him to hit the gym, get on a treadmill. And a Mavs fan called Katie a bitch. And Katie was like, have a nice night. I'm not coming on your podcast. I don't give a fuck about it. I'm not giving you a high five, but have a nice night. Enjoy the game. (laughs) So Kevin Durant is a better person than me because that is absolutely not how I would have handled that at all. I would have been so petty. I would have taken the low road. Listen, when it comes to me, there is no such thing as the high road. <laughs> there is only the low road. And that is the road I actively choose to take almost on a daily basis. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. I'm really not that bad of a person. <clears throat> I just like to be petty. I am a petty princess after all. I need my sash. Can someone bring me my sash? I need my sash and my crown. Um, <laughs> so that I can be declared once and for all the petty princess. Huge shout out to our diehards, by the way. They brought us some valentine's day gifts last week and a part of my valentine's day present was a sash that i so uh fittingly have been deemed the petty princess as well as a tiara so damon is on his way to go collect those things because i feel like i've been pretty pretty i feel like i've been pretty petty today 
and I deserve to uh, don the attire of the official petty princess. So here we go, everybody. I hope you get your screenshots ready. <laughs> this is going to live in infamous. I don't know how to put this on. Uh, there we go. <laughs> oh my God, look at this. This is just everything that I've ever wanted in my life. I never was into pageants as a kid. My mom could care less about taking me to extracurricular activities. But I always wanted to kind of be a pageant queen. Um, and now I feel like I'm living my full potential of having a tiara on my head. Um, this is just, yeah. Yep, this feels right. This is exactly like my inner soul and how petty I am has just like taken center stage and has come to light. Um, I am the petty princess and I am damn proud of it. Um what can you do? We're just going to do this whole podcast as a petty princess now. Zona Tucson in the comments saying Luca sucks. Yeah, Luca does suck. I don't understand the uh, people that are enamored with him because he just sucks. He's not fun to watch. I mean, he is fun to watch. Basketball. He's pretty good, but Mavs fans suck. Mavs fans suck. They're really, oh they're God. a weird bunch. They really are. Like, yeah, I can just tell you from my experience, the, the Heat beat the Mavericks in 2006 and they still are are locked in on that being like a rigged finals yeah. when they got revenge in 2011 5 years later it doesn't make any sense like most most fan bases would move on they'd say we got our revenge against that team not mavs fans they'll hold on to it until they they're literal dying breath yeah which is bizarre because they really haven't had a lot of success as of late until recently hardly in the past ever. like yeah hardly ever until the past couple seasons so the attitude coming from Mavs fans is a little weird. Can't relate. Um, but yeah, I'm shocked that Katie handled it that way. I would have gotten them ejected so fast from the arena. Um, ultimately, though, the Suns did lose to the Mavs. It just lacked like if the game felt like it lacked. Sorry, I cannot stop fixing this. I'm done. Okay. The, <laughs> the game felt like it lacked effort and like just it just was not all there. Um Donka, Luca had 41 points in the game, which is pretty great. Uh, Devin Booker had uh, 35 points. He was 13 for 21, five rebounds, eight assists, four turnovers, uh, which obviously did not help. KD had a little bit of an off night. He was nine for 23 with 23 points, five rebounds, and an assist with five turnovers. Oh, my God. The turnovers is what's going to kill the Suns. Like, the Suns have to stop doing that. The turnovers this entire year have just been unbelievably so unproductive and unhelpful obviously their turnovers but like to another degree i don't think i've seen the suns be this sloppy with ball handling and ball control for a minute like the turnovers are absolutely uh, out of control um the map scored 29 points off of 16 suns turnovers so obviously that is not going to help especially when the game was so close it was 123 to 113 so they lost by 10 and 29 points the Mavs got from 16 turnovers. That is the game right there. So the Suns need to figure that out. And I feel like I say that week after week on this podcast, they need to stop collapsing in the fourth quarter and they need to figure out their turnover problem. And they don't, they don't figure it out. So I don't know what they're doing in practice or what this defensive guru, their head coach is supposed to be is having them do, but it's obviously not working because this has been what has plagued the Suns all season long obviously injuries have also been another factor into some of the sputtering and starting and stopping of this Suns team and with Bradley Beal out and injured again again not great or helpful it's just like I'm getting super frustrated with the Suns and I don't necessarily i guess need to be as stressed out as i am because they are still fifth in the conference and um they're only a couple of games back from the nuggets which is crazy to think about considering how the season started but i just know that they can do more like they can deliver more they can step up they can be better they can perform better they can be more efficient they can have more drive and focus to actually win and close out a game and not collapse but they're just not doing it, obviously. And I'm just sitting at my home and my couch like, what the fuck? Hello? Like, does any of you want to like close out this game and win? Um, Andrew Dang in the comments saying, I'm not vocal out, but major adjustments are needed. Yeah, like I think that we were sold a dream when it came to replacing Monty Williams as the head coach and why 
Vogel was going to be the best option for the team, but I don't really feel like he's lived up to those expectations. Like I was just looking at the Suns defensive rating for the first half of the season up until the all-star break. And I, they're like middle of the pack uh, in terms of their ranking when it comes to the rest of the teams in the league. Um, Right now they are, their defensive rating is 15th in the league. So they are like dead center in the middle of the pack. And for what we were promised when it came to hiring a new head coach in Vogel, I was not expecting being 15th in defensive rating at the all-star break. Like that's not what we were promised. And I definitely agree with Andrew that I think major adjustments are needed. I think that they've had enough time to figure this out and now that it's go time, there's not really more excuses in terms of they need time to build chemistry. They need more time to gel. They need more time to learn their head coach and be a team. Like, I think they've had that time now and they should be doing better than what they have been doing in terms of turnovers, defense, um, collapsing in the fourth quarter. I mean, Will Captain in the comments said it too. First quarter defense was amazing and then it disappeared. Like, it's just, I don't understand the lack of consistency. And I don't know if that's a coaching problem. I don't know if that's a personnel problem. It's obviously something that's hard to dissect because we only see what happens in games and games are a small sample size of the totality of what a basketball season is when you factor in practices and everything else that goes into what they do as professional athletes. But it's just frustrating. And I feel like I want, I don't want to be frustrated anymore. Like I just want to be able to relax when I watch a Suns game. And there was a little streak in this season where I could do that. And now we're back to, oh boy, (laughs) what is going to happen? So I'm just, uh, and losing to the Mavericks also hurts. Like it stings a little extra. It's hard to describe, but like, I fucking hate the Dallas Mavericks. Like hate, 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 loathe entirely. Like I think I might hate them more than I hate the Nuggets, which is really hard to do. Um, and so when you add that on top of also losing to the Mavs, it's just extra frustrating. Um, so I feel like we need to address the elephant in the room and maybe start looking at the coaching as the issue. Um, so we'll see it. We'll see. Yeah. Kenny in the comments saying it is a vocal problem. Uh, don't play J.O. or let him shoot three. Oh, it's a great point, too. Um, Zona Tucson in the comments saying the Phoenix Suns and Arizona Wildcats have frustrated me a lot this season. Both teams not living up to full potential right now. Yeah. Especially after last night's game for the Wildcats, which was absolutely insane. Is this, is this what we're doing right yeah, now? This is what we're doing right now, Damon. Um, can you explain to me how the fourth ranked Arizona Wildcats lost to Washington State? Well, let me start off by saying Washington State is ranked. Mm-hmm, they are a good 21. basketball team. 21 and, in the country. Uh, I, they clearly, when they play Arizona, they don't feel like they're outmatched because they've played us twice now and they're like dog fights both games and they came out on top at the end. Yeah. Um, the last play was just kind of inexcusable from uh, the last two possessions, I should say, from Arizona's standpoint, like, I don't know if you saw it, Michaela. Uh, they, Washington State missed a three-pointer down three, 74-71. Uh, the rebound goes straight through Ballo's hands. Then they kick it out to the corner, and Kashad Johnson, in a three-point basketball game, fouls the three-point shooter, and he makes the shot, and then makes the free throw, and then they win the game. Yeah. Because Caleb Love slips on the final possession. Yeah, I saw uh, it. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was a rough one, but uh, and that pretty much could have solidified a Pac-12 championship. But, you know, I feel like I, I just I'm lost at this point with this team. I think they they're going to have great seasons. This season has been uh, while they're you know still really good top five right now in the country. They're they're not like it doesn't feel as good as a lot. Some of the past seasons, uh, I'm just hoping that they kind of surprise us in the tournament at this point, because yeah. in when we've been had high expectations going into the tournament, it hasn't worked, worked out, out well. Yeah. But so if I'm we have just, low expectations, exactly. it there might work go. out better. Reverse go. psychology. Yep. I also would love for them to turn around in the tournament because the final four is in Phoenix this year. So to have an Arizona team play in the final four in Phoenix would be an electric factory. And I know for a fact that Wildcats fans would probably sell out the tickets to state farm arena on their own. Like they're, 
the most passionate fan base and i absolutely love how much they ride or die for their teams in tucson and i'm 95 percent sure that wildcats fans could pack state farm stadium honestly um if the wildcats made it to the final four if it was in phoenix but yeah that was a rough game to watch and i totally agree like it's just weird to see the wildcats not live up to their potential they definitely i feel like it was a given that they were going to take a step back this season and maybe i'm crazy but given the personnel that they lost in the offseason to the nba draft the talent wasn't on the roster wasn't as talented as last year's team in my opinion um so i thought that them taking a step back was kind of what was going to be expected but there have been games this season that were so easily winnable that they should have won and they just utterly collapsed like the Phoenix Suns. And it's just so frustrating to watch a team not be able to live up to the potential that they had coming in. Uh, Zona Tucson saying Washington State is a good team. They're going to do damage to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, they are a good team. They're the only team in the Pac-12 that I have any concern about going into the Pac-12 tournament, which again, isn't the big of a deal because it's the Pac-12 tournament. Obviously, the the person that wins gets an automatic bid into the March Madness tournament, but yeah, the Pac-12 is garbage at basketball. And I, I can't I can't think of the last time that a Pac-12 team swept U of A. Yeah, in both like beat no them in both games. Yeah. I can't think of it. it's that's pretty impressive to do, for, especially yeah. for a program like Washington State. And uh, I'm just gonna say it. I think their coach should be like maybe the national coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, they had no expectations going into the season. They lost like their best player from the year before. And then they're tied right now with Arizona with game, like a handful of games left. Yeah. For the Pac-12 lead. We're a week and a half away from the Pac-12 tournament. And the only team that I'm ever even a little bit concerned of, of beating Arizona in the Pac-12 tournament is Washington State. Now, crazier things have happened. Obviously not a guaranteed win, but I put my money on the Wildcats being back to back to back Pac-12 champions and getting their third one. Um, BC, she went to Arizona. No, I didn't. I went to Arizona State. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a contentious topic on this podcast. Michaela likes winners. That's, I like winners. It's, that, it's really that simple. <laughs> um if you don't know, Arizona State's basketball program is abysmal, like just pathetic. And it has been that way for a couple of seasons. They've had some bright moments where they've like knocked off number one Kansas. Um, but it's been not great. I mean, I went to Arizona State and the basketball team was not great. Like there has never been a time where I've been an Arizona State fan where Arizona State basketball has been great. And so I, uh, since I have to cover University of Arizona, I have... <laughs> slowly started to change my allegiance um and it's a running joke in the office because i will tease and torture the arizona state guys and say like bear down um any chance i get just to piss them off so now it's become a bit and now i say that i've defected to the wildcats um just sh solely just to make them mad again petty princess that is my entire being and why i've been put on this planet is to make other people angry so i am not a wildcat i am an arizona state product but uh yeah asu gave us james harden i know but when when did james harden go to asu you guys it's been a minute it's been a minute okay <laughs> um charles Waddell pike asking how hot is bobby hurley's seat at asu great question um i think it's pretty hot i would be now and i think it's hot because like what else can you like do to change a collegiate basketball program? Like the NIL at Arizona state has flopped harder than harder. You could possibly flop when it comes to NIL, the president of the university and the athletic director both came out when NIL rules changed and made a ridiculously ass backwards statement about how Arizona state was not going to buy its players or whatever. And they were so anti NIL, which absolutely shot them in the foot because every other university on the planet it seems like was like we're gonna figure this out and we're gonna embrace nil and we're gonna do what we have to do to be competitive so automatically arizona state was on their back foot and were put at a disadvantage because of the stance that the president and the ad took on nil so when it comes to really revamping and changing a program you're only so limited as to what you can do because if you don't have the money to get players to come here, because let's just be honest, that's what it has turned into. College athletics has turned into who has the NIL money to get players to come play for them because they want to make the NIL money. So if ASU doesn't have that because they don't, no matter what people say about the Sun Angel Collective, which I appreciate their efforts to become a legitimate NIL contender, it's not on the same level. Like 
Arizona has millions of dollars in their NIL to play players, like millions. And Arizona State does not, does not even come close to that millions. Maybe for one football player, but not to the same uh, amount and the same, like as many players as Arizona can pay in comparison. And that's just in Arizona. That doesn't even consider the national differences so if arizona state can't compete on an nil level that automatically puts them at a disadvantage for getting more talent here so if you can't get more talent here and you are given what you're given with this roster and you know bobby hurley is your head coach and they're gonna get a new ad which hopefully they make the right choice and they hire someone that actually believes in nil and has innovative imagine that ASU being innovative, innovative ideas on how to fix their NIL problem and to actually get money coming into this university. Um, so they need to get a good ID. They need to figure out what they're doing with DFA because D Desert Financial Arena is a shithole. Um, I wouldn't want to play at Arizona State if that was my facilities. Like the facilities are awful. Like the locker rooms are gross. The arena is gross. Like they don't want to change anything because they've been grandfathered into ADA rules so that they don't have to change and spend a bunch of money of being ADA compliant. So they don't really want to renovate DFA, which is wild to me because it is bad. They need to. Um, so outside of hiring a new AD who can help change the culture around NIL, which is going to take a while because they're already so far behind on a national level, the talent pool is going to be mediocre. And so Considering that the talent pool is what it is, the only change that you can make right away to potentially see some change and some forward progress is the head coach. Like, unfortunately, Bobby Hurley is going to be a head coach or is going to be a scapegoat for this program not performing well. Um, I think Bobby Hurley is a great coach. I think he was a great player. Um, I think the only way that you're going to make change and make a difference is to change your head coach. At least a quick visible change that will, I don't know, give some like, give some direction to the program because if, unless you're settling for mediocrity, then that's the only change you can make. Because like I said, the NAL thing is going to take a while. The arena thing is a far off dream. The AD thing was such a variable that we don't know who they're going to hire. So the only thing that I can think of to make a change to either appease Sun Devils fans who are so pissed off about where this program is, or to give any sort of semblance of a direction of where this program is going is to fire Bobby Hurley. So I think you have to make a change at this point. But yeah. that being said, like I'm not, how much better is ASU doing than Bobby? Bobby Hurley at the end of the day because I could see a world where Bobby Hurley goes to the East Coast in a play like a region he's a little bit more comfortable with yeah and he's pretty successful yeah he's made the tournament how many times at ASU like that's not an easy thing yeah. to do he has and, done a lot with a little here at yeah. ASU and I dreamt like I personally don't think Bobby Hurley is necessarily a problem like I don't think he's the problem with I don't ASU think he's hoops. the problem with ASU hoops at all so I, I think in the once the, the move to the big 12 is gonna be is, yeah Oh That's going to be nasty. Oh, my God. They're, Buckle up if you're an ASU fan. They're going to be lucky to win games in the Big 12. Um, so I don't think Bobby Hurley is a problem, to be honest with you. And I don't think that they should fire Bobby Hurley. Um, but again, if people are clamoring for a change, the only thing that they can do to make a change quickly is to fire Bobby Hurley. And I think that's unfortunate because I don't think that Bobby Hurley should be fired. I don't think he deserves to be fired. But he cannot be successful at this program until like so many different variables fall into place and all of those variables are going to take a while to fall into place. And I don't even know if Bobby Hurley wants to stick around for that. Like if I'm Bobby Hurley at some point, I'm just tired of losing. Like I'm tired of, of the criticisms that come with being the head coach of Arizona state. Like it just like, I don't know why Bobby Hurley would want to stay, to be honest with you. Like the program doesn't have an athletic director. They don't have good facilities. They don't have support from NIL. Like I just, I don't know. I don't know why Bobby Hurley would want to stay. So what he, are you responding he, the, to? He doesn't, he doesn't want to stay. I heard, I saw a rumor that he was looking at, he was reaching out to DePaul to potentially be DePaul's head coach. That's where we're at, where he, Bobby Hurley is, is he either, either he's seeing the writing on the wall or he's just like, get me out of here before we move to the big 12, because this is going to get nasty. Yeah. Um, I think to, not to get too dark on you guys. I think Arizona state athletics are in a really, really, really dark place. Um, I think there has been a culture of losing that has 
rooted itself within the entire athletics organization outside of a few like smaller sports and like maybe hockey and like, but hockey isn't as big of a revenue generating sport as football and basketball are. Um, I mean, and you can see it like the women's basketball program has taken a huge, massive decline. The softball program lost the best, one of the best softball head coaches in the country. Like it affects everything. Like the state of Arizona athletics, even outside of football and basketball is so abysmal I don't know how it gets better. Like I really genuinely, there's so much that has to change in order for Arizona state to be competitive on a national level. And I can tell you when the the wheel started to fall off the wagon, it's right when the NIL stuff changed because Arizona state took an ass backwards approach on NIL and it put them on the defensive and it put them on the back foot and they haven't been able to make up the ground that they lost just within those few short months to a year that they didn't aggressively pursue NIL stuff. So I don't really know if there's any positivity on the horizon for Arizona State. And that sucks because I'm I'm an Arizona State Sun Devil. Like as much as I joke and say go Wildcats and bear down or whatever, like that's my alma mater. I still do some work for Arizona State Athletics. Like I watch these games. I'm there. Um and so it's really frustrating. And I just like whoever they hire as AD is going to have to hit the ground running with the NIL stuff and really, really turn it around for Arizona State. But again, like there is just a culture of compliant, like of just like accepting it is what it is. We suck. Like fans don't come to games. DFA is empty. Like I have been to almost every male's basketball or every uh, male's basketball game. Why am I saying male? Men's basketball game this year. And the lower bowl is like 75% capacity and the upper bowl is empty. Like not to shoot a dog while it's down but like Arizona packs their arena every single game and I know that they're the fourth team in the country so it's obviously a lot easier to support a team that's really really good but even in their downtimes those fans in Tucson ride or die for the Arizona Wildcats and there's not a lot to do in Tucson so I understand that that's what everybody says well they got nothing better to do so they might as well go to a game okay yeah I understand that but they are so 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 passionate about their teams and the thing that sticks out to me the most about Arizona State is the complete lack of passion from their fans. It's a stark difference. Like the absolute lack of emotion and willingness to support the teams. Like it just is so crazy to me how vastly different the culture is between the two athletic programs in the state of Arizona, the two power five athletic programs in the state of Arizona. Like it is wild how passionate Wildcat fans are and how passive Arizona state fans are. And until there are real changes made, you don't, I don't think you'll see the passiveness change. Like I think the fans will just continue to get more passive and more disinterested about Arizona state. And that goes back to the chicken or the egg debate on, well, if fans show up, then more people, then more recruits will want to come because they see the culture and they see how great the, it is to play here. But I just like, it's a hard sell. I don't think you can ask people to pay for a bad product. Like I don't, I don't think you're going to sell tickets when you're, basketball and your football teams are so bad so ugh, a little sticky a little bit of a tangent i wasn't expecting to go off on arizona state athletics this day but hey that's what town halls are for right you never know what's going to come out of a town hall meeting sorry to any arizona state fans in the comments who just have been having to suffer through the abysmalness that is our athletic programs the mediocrity um if not just terribleness in the past like decade and a half um so yeah that's my thoughts on arizona state sorry if that was not necessarily the most positive topic on the world but if, <laughs> you can just be like me and say fuck it and support the arizona wildcats <laughs> which i feel like i am an anomaly because the rivalry is so 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 big but at the same time like I don't know. Like, it's just, it's a school. Like, is it really that deep? I don't know. I don't think it's that deep. If you were from here, you would, I think you would have a lot more hate in your heart. A lot more hate in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being a social person who works for like both in a way has made it where you're like, yeah, Yeah. I like it when they're successful. It gives me something to tweet about and get interactions for. Yeah. It's hard because I've been to the past two Pac-12 tournaments as a credentialed member of the media. And I've been on the court, like when there's and Wildcats have won the Pac-12 tournament and I've had the streamers like down in my hair and the confetti falling off. And I'm like, 
oh man oh man this is what winning feels like like this is sick it's really hard like i'm down there taking pictures of them on the podium like lifting up the trophy chance, yeah just, just like ringing throughout which, the arena again going back to my statement of i'm pretty sure arizona wildcat fans would pack out state farm stadium if the wildcats made it to the final four because they pack out t-mobile arena in vegas for the pac-12 tournament like that entire arena in vegas is 95 percent wildcats fans like when the wildcats are playing that entire arena is red and blue and there is a small singular section for the away for the other team and that's it like they ride or die so hard and so between the um you um hey chance that like ring out on the arena and the confetti in my hair and taking pictures of them with the trophy like it's hard to not be bought in okay guys like it's cool to experience winning and i haven't experienced a lot of it as a tortured unfortunate arizona fans i'm pretty sure (laughs) i mean there's something about what you're saying though like it's been since 2001 since we've made a final four yeah we made it in phoenix oh it would get it would get really weird yeah it'd get really weird inside a state farm stadium it would get crazy so i would love to see it honestly as i would love to see the the wildcats make it to the final four in phoenix that would just be an absolute electric factory um yeah everyone in the comments saying chris i have big hate generational hate i hate asu it's ingrained in my soul the rival means everything i get it i think i think it's because i didn't grow up here and i had to experience the absolute shit show that was arizona state athletics as my uh athletics experience as a collegian so it may be not as uh passionately ingrained into me but <laughs> the only like the only example i have of a rivalry growing up which is so like niche and small which i don't think anyone will understand is the cc versus du hockey rivalry and like that is the only experience i had as a rivalry growing up and i understand that like i am a cc hockey girl like so um asu has a live stream going on right now yeah tocha's probably gonna yell at me Uh, all right guys anything else should we wrap up with anything any other questions that you guys want to talk about dissect about arizona sports drop them in the comments right now before we head out of here um i at least want to answer maybe one more question to be i don't know i kind of blacked out when i was ranting about arizona state athletics did we have any more come in (laughs) we haven't done any cardinals talk yeah that's the one team we really haven't hit if you wanted to get into that rounded out with the cardinals um the cardinals they are counting down the days it feels like until they get to add some pieces to build around kyler murray they obviously are open about being in a retooling rebuilding phase that's what last season was for however this season hopefully we can kind of hit the ground running and no longer have to claim that we are in a retooling phase the Cardinals have the fourth pick in the NFL draft. I am praying to the sports gods and anyone that will listen to me that Marvin Harrison Jr. is still available at number four, although I have seen a lot of different mock drafts come out recently that have him going to the Patriots at number three, which actually makes me want to shrivel up and die. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, I'm on the Marvin Harrison Jr. or bust train. So if they don't get him, it'll be like the end of the world to me. I know that there are other talented wide receivers in the draft and the the other mock drafts that I've seen do have a wide receiver going to the Cardinals with a fourth overall pick, even if it's not Marvin Harrison Jr. So the Cardinals will get a wide receiver either way, but I am just so bought in and sold on MHJ that I will (laughs) curl into a ball and die if they do not get him. Um, A lot of other mock drafts have the Cardinals using some of their later picks in the draft to rebuild the offensive line, which they absolutely need to do. Um, Thankfully, their running back room and their tight end room seems pretty secure. Um, There are some minor improvements that they could probably make, but since on the defense, but um, since Steve Keim is no longer the GM of the Cardinals, I don't have to worry about them using all of their draft picks on linebackers. So that's great. That's a relief. At least Um, I really am bought in on Monty Austin Ford being the GM of the Cardinals though. Like I genuinely think that he has a good sense of direction on how to get this team to be competitive and to be consistently competitive. So I'm going to choose to put my faith in Monty because I believe he's done everything in his power to earn that. And I do think that he has a great vision for this team. So um, I'm excited to see what he does in the draft, What whatever Monty cooks up. I'm excited to see how it pans out. Um, 
so we'll see what they do, but I will definitely be crying tears if they do not draft Marvin Harrison Jr. So if they don't, you can at me on Twitter and ask me how I'm doing because I will not be doing well. Um, Tyrick Begay asks, which Arizona professional team is most likely to win a championship in the future? Ooh, that is such a good question. Um, like first, is that the yeah. answer? That's the question? Yeah. Who would win one first? Oh, yeah. man. That's a, that's a great question. That's a great way to wrap this up. That isn't is a it? great way to wrap this up. I don't think the Cardinals. No, they're a little bit not, too far The Coyotes away. are not even in the same discussion. They are off the map. Off a- the map. AS, ASU and anything is oh, – that's professional team. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, um, I would say, yeah, it's between the Suns and Diamondbacks. It's between the Suns and Diamondbacks for sure. I think it's easier to win a championship as an NBA franchise because you don't have to take the – sometimes years to develop the talent that you need to win a championship as a major league baseball team well, through the farm system that and as well as like baseball so weird with parody and stuff like the dodgers yeah. are going to be the best team in baseball this year and there's no indication that that will help them at all when it comes to the playoffs i mean michaela they're going to win 110 baseball no, games i'm it not mean, talking about it it means nothing I'm when not you get to the postseason no, that's that's no. all it means i'm talking about the d-backs were a wild card team they la, made it to the la, world la, series la, 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 la. Um, I think the Diamondbacks and the Suns are the only two options here. Um, and I think it's easier to win a championship as an NBA franchise in terms of just getting there quicker because they are, it's, it's just faster. You don't have to develop the talent in the forum system. I also think the Suns have an owner that is the savior of Valley franchises and has proven that he is willing to invest whatever it takes for the Suns to win. And he has been on record multiple times saying the ultimate and only goal is to bring a championship to the city. And I think if there is an owner that I believe it is Matt Ishbia. And I do think that he will be the owner that sees the Suns win their first championship for sure. So I think the Suns will definitely, I think the Suns will be the first, the first team that wins the championship in the Valley next. Um, I think they're the closest. I think I don't know if this year is their year, which is kind of pretty close. Yeah, but that was that was a lot of luck and yeah, but that's the baseball playoffs. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think that's what you're saying in the NBA. Like, if you have the most talent, you will most likely win. And the Suns do have a lot of top end talent, and if they could somehow figure it out. Yeah. So I don't really think I think the Diamondbacks. I don't think that they're going to win it this year, to be honest with you. I think um, they need a little bit more time. They still have some, they have two more key pieces in their farm system that have to get here in order for them to, for me to have full confidence in them. Um, So I don't think it's the Diamondbacks yet. I think they're close. I think they're on the right track. I have all the faith in my Kazen as the GM to get them there. But I think the Suns have the most likeliness to win a championship first. Um, I have so much faith in Ishbia. I think he will pay all the money to get whoever the talent he needs here. Um, I don't think, I don't know if this season is the season for the Suns, to be honest with you, which is kind of crazy because it seems like it was this year or die. But Kevin Durant recently came out and uh, he was doing an interview with ESPN and he was asked, do you want to end your career? in phoenix and to my shock and surprise um you know he didn't 100 percent confirm but he did talk about wanting to be in the see his name in the sun's ring of honor one day and so whatever he has to do to make that happen he will um obviously things can change at a whim and at any time but just to hear kd say that he's willing to stay in phoenix was like a huge sigh of relief um so i think that there are the suns have some options on making that happen um i don't know if the gambles that they took this off season are going to pay off in some of their personnel decisions um so i think we might be a year away from a suns championship if it doesn't happen this year um but i think that the suns have the biggest chance to win first um i don't count the rising sorry um Sorry, <laughs> that's so mean. Um, the Rising to me are not professional sports. They are a minor league soccer team. So it would be like saying the Reno Aces are like the next Arizona team to win. Or uh, yeah, it's just it's technically not the professional same. sports. You're getting paid <laughs> to play. Yeah, well, so are college college athletes. But yeah, let's keep it to the big four. That that makes <laughs> more sense to do it that way. Yeah, um, I think the Phoenix Mercury probably are not as close as the Suns are. They obviously have had a lot of craziness happening within that organization with head coaching changes. Uh, Skylar Diggins Smith leaving. I know they brought in um, the former Finals MVP from the Chicago Sky this offseason, but yeah, I just don't think the Mercury are as close as the Suns are. So 
I give it to the Suns. We shall see, though, how that pans out for them. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. I hope you kind of liked the town hall style. Um, you guys completely dictated the topics of this conversation. So I would hope that you would like it because it was you that decided it. Um, but I appreciate you all, as always. Andrew, Chris, Charles, Daniel, BC, Zona Tucson, anyone else that I'm missing, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all so much. I hope you all have a wonderful and safe weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody.